Imagine having a trust fund. Amazing. You're banking on that fund as your nest egg, and you've planned your entire future around it. Now imagine, it's 2008, the financial crisis is unraveling, and over one phone call, you're told that you've been a victim of Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme. Your nest egg? Gone. What would you do? Here's Amy's money story and her journey since getting such a phone call. Hi, Amy. Welcome to Money Bites. Hi, how are you doing? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm good. Just uh, cooking away over here, but excited to talk to you. Awesome. Should we start off with a short intro of yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Amy Juris. I own a catering company called Amy's Culinary Adventures. It's a full-service catering company in Los Angeles. Uh, we do lots of different things. Um, and uh, including weddings, cocktail parties, and all sorts of events like that. Um, and before that, I was a marketing executive uh, handling radio, TV, print, advertising for um, all sorts of companies um, and different ad agencies before that. Sounds like a big jump. You yeah, it was. It was actually. It's been an interesting journey to sort of go from a nice six-figure salary to sort of, you know, follow your passion and kind of take a big step back in salary. I called the itchy scratchy. It's always always out there. It's like you should do this. You should do this. And people would always say, you know, you love to cook. You should do something with this. But I never really knew what to do with it. But after uh, 9/11 and starting to get laid off a bunch of times due to um, consolidation in the television industry um, I just figured it was the right time to sort of embark and see what what I could make out of the food business amazing so that took a lot of courage I bet it 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 was um you know in the beginning you don't even think about the courage you just sort of like it kind of just drives you there mm. and then <laughs> when the 2008 9 crash happened and I was like okay wait <laughs> what did I do but yeah, no, it was it definitely, it, you know, you have to sort of rethink your, your priorities and what you sort of do with your money when you make a change like that. You know, it kind of goes all focuses on, in on the business and a little less shopping and a little more, a little more cooking. So, right, um, right, right. <laughs> so, I find yeah. it really inspirational that you've gone through a lot of ups and downs with your money journey. But mm -hmm. before we start, you made a really big milestone recently in terms of your debt. Should we start there? Sure. Oh yeah, I kind it was it was last week, but sometimes I forgot about it. Um. <laughs> what happened last week? In total, how much was the debt? Um, it was it was like thirty two thousand dollars. Thirty two thousand dollars, and how long did it take you to pay that off? Um, that's six years. You made it. <laughs> Congratulations. Paying about, paying, paying about $600 a month. Um, $600 you know, a month for six years. Which is a huge chunk, you know, when you're starting a new business. Right. Um, it was, it's pain, it's been painful, you know, it's a painful thing, but I did it. And I feel, I mean, like I was just so excited last week. So. How did you get into debt? You know, I'm a single person and I don't have any children. 
and I had both my parents had passed away and it left me a money that was, a, you know, kept me fluid, I guess would be the best word, and was able to sort of spend what I wanted. And um, I had a great house and um, sort of was decorating it and had just bought it and was kind of, you know, anyway, in the process of that, I had would sort of acquire debt and then I would pay it off because I had money coming in every month that I could take. I could take from the trust whenever I wanted. That had been the this, this story for 20 years, and it wasn't sort of a big deal. Um, and then I sort of amassed, uh, you know, about $30,000 in credit card debt. And um, in 2009, my stepmom called me and said, she just called me one day in December and said, it's all gone. And I didn't know what that meant. I said, what do you mean? And she's like, everything, everything's gone. And um, apparently unbeknownst to both of us all the stuff that my all the money that my dad had invested and unbeknownst to him as well was all invested in the Bernie Madoff um, team and um, and so in one day we lost everything over a million dollars and so that was um, you know so at that point I had all this debt (laughs) and no way to pay it off anymore Um, so I kind of got caught upside down and, and I had to sell my house and because um, that was the prudent thing to do. And, you know, I just kind of looked at it very practically. And, you know, um, you know, you can try to make it work and you can feel sorry for yourself. And you're like, I'm just going to stay in my house. But I didn't feel that way. I thought, you know what? I kept hearing the arm in my head saying, you can't afford this. So you can't afford this. So you have to move. So I sold my house at the bottom of the market and um, and negotiated. I was able to, with a lot of crying, crying does work. Um, called the credit card company, and um, um, I wasn't able to negotiate the money, the amount down, but I was able to negotiate down from 18% to 0%. Quick question on that. So you called, they were able to reduce it to 0% interest, and how long did that interest rate stay? Well, as long, it basically, they closed the account that day. Mm. So it wasn't able to keep growing. And then, um, and basically as long as I kept paying it. Um, For six years, it was 0% interest? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was basically until I paid it off, it was 0%. I've never Happy heard of that this. At, at, that, <laughs> at that point, I think everyone was just like defaulting on all their loans and everything. And I was like, I, w- I just don't feel, for me, that's not, you know, like filing bankruptcy just wasn't, uh, like, wasn't, it's just not okay because I had mm-hmm. enough money and I had an income, so it just felt wrong. And um, I, w- I wasn't going to default on my loan, you know, I so I kept paying my mortgage so they, well, they wouldn't give me a discount on my mortgage, so I had to sell. So I, um, so, yeah, I just said, I'll pay this off if you can help me get this. That was the that was what we negotiated. So That's as long amazing. as I just kept paying I mean, it, yeah. Zero percent APR balance transfers can be a very effective strategy for credit card debt uh, management, but zero percent for six years. Well, because it wasn't a balance transfer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a balance transfer. It was basically like they just and they didn't forgive the loan. They just right. They basically just sort of froze it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, I, I yeah. So. But still, uh, amazing both for you for getting it and then also 
sticking with it to pay it off. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very, I'm, I, that was a huge accomplishment for sure. I mean, I definitely, I kept, I had a little sticky note on my, on my computer that said, you know, July 1st is the last payment, you know, July 1st, you know, and, um, and I just, I, I had made the June payment and I'm like, why am I waiting one more month? Like I called them back. I'm like, you know, put the last $400. Let's get this. Let's do it. Let's finish it. And um, do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you got that call from your stepmother around what year was that? It was 2009, December like 11th. 2009, December 11th. You get the call and Mm -hmm. she just says, we have nothing. Yeah. Yeah, everything, everything, my, you know, the way the Madoff thing worked is that he had, you know, feeder funds and people were invested with people that were invested with people that were invested with him. So a lot of the the people that we were invested with didn't even know either. Um, And because we were able to take out money over the years and it was returning 18 to 20% a year and it was growing and, you know, it was, you know, they they were doing. It was growing because I took out way more money than we, we took out way more money than we ever, than the initial investment. Mm. So, um, so it was definitely, it, it definitely grew. Um, it just, um, and then it, it, un, it ungrew <laughs> a very, a very short period of time. And um, so it was, it was just, you know, hard to sort of wrap my brain. I, I would, I would, um, I was so used to, you know, in a single person when you don't have kids, you know, there's not a lot, you, you shop. I mean, I did. I shopped a lot. And not like for extravagant stuff, but I loved looking for housewares and things like that. And, you know, I really had to change, like, not only just, like, you know, getting ready to move and sell my house and, you know, all that stuff that was going on. Just, like, my day-to-day, like, I would get in my car and I would, like, drive to the top of the driveway, like, to go to, like, Home Goods or something or, you know, I don't know, Pier 1 or something. And then I'm like, nope nope, can't do that anymore. And I would just like drive back down the highway. (laughs) Still back inside. I mean, it really, it it sounds so like, oh, what was me? Like the things that's like, you know, I guess it it was a silly problem, but it was just one of those things that it was a real mindset to really, um, you know, just change the way I ran my life. And, you know, I got rid of all my credit cards. I have no credit cards. I only have debit cards. And that's been great because I know now that I can, I know that I can never, I can never get in that place again because I don't have, I mean, I have a, I I have a leased car. I mean, that's, you know, I need, I need to drive for my business. But other than that, there's no, like, there's no other way to sort of, you know, any stores I go to and they offer my credit card, I always say no. It's really helped me just understand my finances in a much more sort of um, visceral way. I mean, it's a literal boot camp having gone through that experience. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. One question that comes up then, when you were growing up, did you have sort of, you know, this, this is what money is, this is what, you know, keeping your books is, did you have these kind of talks with your parents? No. No, I mean, it was, um, you know, I was an only child with divorced parents, you know, in Hollywood. My dad was a television writer. And um, and so, I mean, I, I've i never kept a checkbook. I've never, um, I, I just, I mean, I kind of always have known what's in my accounts at all times. 
um, just in my head, but I don't really keep, I mean, I don't, it's not my forte. Let's just put it that way. I can make a really good chicken marsala and chocolate lava cake, but the financial part is definitely not my forte. And, you know, I mean, that's def it, that is, um, that is, it, I don't know. I, it's definitely not, I'm not proud of it. Let's just put it that way. So when you but I can make a really good website too. I can ah. do it. Like, if you want marketing, I just can't. I stocks and bonds and places to put your money. Like I just don't. I just don't know about that stuff. I just don't have the head for that. Right, right. So when you think, what is money and how you related to it in your, say, early twenties to what is now, how has that changed? Um, I just, um, you know, as a 50 year old person, I can't even believe that. Uh, <laughs> I say that. <laughs> um, I, it's really all for me about, you know, cause I've lost my sort of golden, I've lost my, my nest egg basically. Mm. So, um, I mean, there's some scraps around, but not a lot. And there was a little bit of divested stuff and um, some residuals and things like that. But for the most part, you know, you really need a lot. You need, you know, a lot of money to live each year of retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, in my 20s and 30s, it was, what's the next restaurant? Where can I go? You know, what's opening? I was so, I was really into food and I wasn't in the business yet. So I was trying to sort of fate that that need to try things by going to restaurants and really just like, you know, people would call me from restaurants and ask me what to order. And, um, <laughs> like, oh, wow. um, I, just, I was just, yeah, I was just really sort of, and it wasn't, it wasn't, the, I wasn't in the clothes thing. It was really, I spent money on restaurants and housewares. That's, that was sort of an art. And, um, and I had no problem doing that. Um, uh, and, you know, furnishing my, you know, furnishing my, I did really well in real estate and I was like, Buying low, selling high, buying low, selling high, and I was doing great till the Madoff thing came, and I had to sell my house um, at the bottom of the market. But now it's all about retirement, and I was um, in um, meeting with a financial planner, and she told, she said like sort of the most prolific thing to me that I had, you know, that I've ever really heard that really, uh, you know, really helped me understand what my priority needed to be. She said, um, you know, what I want you to do and what I tell my clients to do is take a photo of a can of cat food and put it on your refrigerator. And every time you want to go to the store and buy a new dress that's out of your price range or, you know, something that you can't afford, you look at that cat and cat food because that's what you'll be eating if you don't start saving your money for retirement. Oh, wow. And it was so like it, it. I mean, people tell you like save, 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 and everyone's like, oh yeah, save. You see the little piggy bank on, you know, and everyone's like, oh, IRAs and you know all this stuff. And it doesn't like this is what got to me and helped me understand. I mean, that was it was so I had such a deep connection to that concept from that from that visual. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you okay? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> it's- Wow, no, I'm just thinking 
of the shock. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really, and it's it's kind of, I mean, people don't realize you need, like, you know, whatever. Is it, don't they say, like, $100,000? I mean, like, if you're in a retirement community, I mean, like, they're expensive. You know, um, long-term care insurance and all those things are so important. But when you're in your 20s and 30s, like, that is, like, not even, you can't even wrap your head around that, mm. you know? Not you're totally depressed. <laughs> no, I think this is like a real sort of, like you said, it hits home. Because um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's hard to sort of think in the long term, but you're right. Just being older is expensive. <laughs> Just yeah. because of health no. costs and whatnot. Yeah, totally. Especially for me as a single person who's not married, doesn't have kids who are going to take care of me or a partner. I mean, hopefully at some point there will be a partner, but um, who is, it's like, I don't, I'm not a dual income person. Mm. You can't fall back on anybody else, you know? How did you make the change? Um, well, I basically stopped spending. <laughs> I, just, I stopped eating out. I stopped spending. I stopped. I mean, that was really, that's, that's really all. That was the change, you know. And I told my, I had a, I mean, I called my realtor and we sold the house. And um, so that was, that was, you know, a bummer because, you know, I, you know, I sat there and I thought, God, I love this house so much. And it's funny that, like, it's the perfect house. And I had, you know, decorated exactly the way I wanted. And I had two kitchens in there. And it was, like, amazing um, with a view of the whole city. And it was, like, just, like, Oh, I can't even tell you how it makes that it makes me. Oh. But um, and I thought, well, I with the money that I have left, I could I could limp along for another year. But what would that get me? That would get me living in a house for another year, and I would have even less. Yes. So it was, you know, let's sell this, let's sell it, you know. And so everything, and I had put because I had made so much on the house on the sale of the previous house. I, you know, everyone's like, you know, I was doing well in real estate. And like, you know, put all your money in real estate. And, you know, that was the whole thing. Like, you know, real estate's going to, you know, you know, it's land. You're buying land. <laughs> and so I had put a lot of money into the house. And then mm-hmm. when I had to sell, when it was like the bottom of the market, most of what I had left was in the house that I I, I lost. And that it, you know, because of the, because the market had gone down so much. Mm-hmm. Um, So that was a bummer. <laughs> Just kept rolling along, um, and and then I got sick, and then I t- you know jacked my knee, so Oof. like all these things kind of I mean I think I was outwardly and even to myself I thought I was doing okay, but I kind of developed this weird autoimmune disease and got sick, and then all of a sudden I was having like kidney biopsies and lung biopsies, and I'm like I have no way that like I mean I had health insurance, but. You know, people are like, you know, you have health insurance. Yeah, but, like, as we all know, it only covers so much. And, mm. you know, 20%, still having to pay for 40% of a lung punch is, uh, you know, it's a lot of money. So um, so all those things started happening, too. And um, it sort of manifested itself in this arthritis. Like, all these weird things sort of happening. And I think it's because I just kind of thought I was okay, and I had just kind of suppressed all this stuff, and it was popping up in sort of other weird ways which was I was also having to deal with. 
was also awesome. So I just feel like I've always just had kind of weird, odd things happen in my life, and I just always just took the high road and just you just got to, you know, move on and push through it. I don't know. How did you Not do that, good... though? Like, you, your situation <laughs> changed in one day, and for six years, you... You persevered. How? Like, what? What was your mentality? What? What sort of kept you going? To I don't know. I guess I just love what I do, and I'm just kind of a positive person. I just, you know, I mean, we took out. I mean, I took out money over the years. You know, my stepmom said to me after the Madoff thing happened, um, it was AM and BM <laughs> after Madoff um, life. She said, you know, knowing what we know now, do you wish that I had? gotten out of it earlier and I said you know I don't think so because I had a really good life for 20 years you know and um, I you know it enabled me to sort of get to the point where I you know was able to sort of change careers and start my start a new path and start a new business and you know my dad gave that to me you know I mean he didn't know it but he I mean I guess in my head that meant that we wouldn't have had as much we wouldn't have had as much money. We wouldn't have had as much before because we wouldn't have been making as much each year to be able to take that much out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, you know, obviously I would, you know, prefer to have a bank account that had money in it. But um, at the same time, I think I, I can't complain. I had a pretty good life for, you know, a long time with it. So, um, and, and now it's like, it's taken a while and it's taken a while to sort of come back through this, but, um, my business is doing really well. I'm having like the best year I've ever had this year. And wow. Congratulations. Um, so thank you. And it's, you know, it's been, you know, working on the marketing and working on the advertising and I built, you know, built my website and, you know, I'm really happy with the way all that looks and, you know, just sort of picking the right, every decision, I think the other thing is it makes you more, care more about every decision because I don't have the, I don't have the luxury of making a wrong decision. So having gone through all of this, what are some of the new financial habits that you developed? Um, what are you doing differently I, now? If I get um, these are like just like little things and and I guess bigger things. Um, you know, I I still need to work on the like like sort of big picture savings situation, mm-hmm. but every time any like you know you get tipped after jobs and um, anytime I get a hundred dollar bill I put it in an envelope. It's like a little it's a small savings sort of thing. It's just at least it's one little thing that I. I know that I, you know, and it's like $3,000 in there. And um, so that's been, it's one, it's fun to see that, to actually see that I'm, to see that I'm saving something, you know, it's not a lot, but it's, at least it's just, and it's, you know, not mad money, but at least it's, it's, it's emergency. It's an emergency fund. Right. You know, a mini emergency fund. Um, So really you're supposed to have three months of your income, uh, three, three months of your, expenses as your emergency fund. So, um, I mean, I think I probably have that. I just am more aware of, oh, and the other, the other thing is I don't go on vacation. 
I mean, everyone, I've tried to take three different trips and right before either I booked a job or I just thought, why am I spending, what am I going to do? I can't spend this, I can't afford to spend this money. Um, and it's not healthy because I really, I really need a vacation, but it just feels so frivolous and it feels short-sighted to me. And so, um, you know, I'll just go to a friend's pool and land them in the pool. I'm like, oh, I'm vacation. Um, um, so that is, that is something that really I have, um, I mean, everyone, my staff, they all are just so frustrated that I'm not going away because I keep like trying to take trips. I was going to go to Florida one year and visit some friends and there was like this huge hurricane and I, I, I mean, I probably could have gone, but it kind of freaked me out to go in the hurricane. But I think ultimately I was just like. I shouldn't be spending this money. And then I was going to go to New York and I was supposed to go to New York and I backed out of that one at the last minute. And I was supposed to go somewhere else and I backed out of that one just because I just don't see, I feel like I'm okay spending money to go to Vegas to take an advanced chocolate making class. um, But I'm not okay to just go to Mexico for, you know, a week. So I'm just not comfortable doing that. I just feel like, I mean, so I start thinking about how much money I'm going to end up spending to do that, and then I just like, yeah, I don't want to do that. So cat food was a real wake up call, huh? <laughs> Hopefully, got twenty more years of catering ahead of me, but still, you know, I gotta be ready. You know, right, right. Every day you don't start is another day you're not saving. So. Good motto. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely credit you for it. Um, so one of the last questions that we always ask, Winnie, it means win two. So you win, we win, we win two. For you, winning in life, what does that mean? Well, I'm currently looking for a new kitchen for my catering company, and that would be, um, you know, moving that forward and really growing this business and that would be you know a huge validation of the decision that I made to switch careers 10 years ago and you know I think I've always been really you know business savvy and business motivated and my job has always been very important to me so I think that you know that's sort of you know, and I obviously I'd like to be able to get to a point where I can take vacations. You know, I do find a part, you know, a partner. Um, so if anyone out there knows a nice guy who <laughs> wants to date someone really fun who loves to cook, that would be awesome. Send them my way. Um, Amy, join the group. And, <laughs> 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 so, um, so you know, that's that 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 those are those are the two sort of you know sort of immediate. As sort of immediate goal. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your money story with us. And it's it's one roller coaster, but you seem to be taking it in stride. I try. <laughs> <laughs> What's my story? <laughs> what an amazing story. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. I hope I said interesting things. <laughs>